Good morning, I'm Taylor Wilson, and this is 5 Things You Need to Know Wednesday, the 11th of November, 2020. Here are some of the top headlines. The Supreme Court appears likely to uphold the Affordable Care Act for the third time in eight years. The latest Republican challenge comes from Congress's elimination in 2017 of the penalty on consumers who refuse to buy health insurance. The law was originally upheld as a tax, so challengers argued that it became unconstitutional without one. But even if the mandate to buy insurance has to be struck down, key justices say the rest of the law should be able to survive without it. The CDC has issued new face mask guidance. It says that masks not only help others, but also the wearer. The CDC had previously encouraged mask use as a way to help prevent infected people from spreading the coronavirus to others. And actor Jason Momoa says he was completely in debt after his run on Game of Thrones. A reminder, you can find us on Twitter at USA Today Podcast, where you can stay up on five things stories and join the conversation with fellow listeners. Plus, if you let us know your thoughts, your tweet could be featured right here on the pod. That's at USA Today Podcast on Twitter. Now, onto the show. President Donald Trump still has not conceded the election. That's despite major news organizations calling the victory for President-elect Joe Biden on Saturday. Georgia remains too close to call, as Biden leads by some 12,000 votes there. If he wins, he'd have a comfortable 306 electoral votes. But he's already at 290 votes, based on states called by the AP, far beyond the 270 needed. Arizona was called for Biden on election night, even though he only leads by less than 15,000 votes there, with votes still to be counted. But even if that were to somehow flip, which it's not expected to, he'd have 279 votes. Alaska and North Carolina have not been called and will likely go for Trump, but it's a moot point. Biden would still have more than 270. Still, that hasn't stopped the Trump campaign and other Republicans from trying to find some opening. Attorney General Bill Barr announced that he's authorized prosecutors to pursue substantial allegations of voting irregularities, even though there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on Tuesday also mentioned a transition to a second Trump term. There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. Biden, though, says the transition to his presidency will go on. We are already beginning the transition. We're well underway. And uh, the ability uh, for uh, the administration in any way by failure to recognize this our win uh, does not uh, change the dynamic at all in what we're able to do. We're going to be going moving along in a, in a consistent manner, putting together our administration, the White House, and reviewing who we're going to pick for the cabinet positions. And nothing's going to stop that. And, uh, and so I'm confident that uh, the fact that they're not willing to acknowledge we won at this point is uh, not of much consequence in our planning and what we're able to do between now and January 20th. When asked about his message for Trump, Biden said, quote, Mr. President, I look forward to speaking with you, unquote. For more, head to usatoday.com elections. All 50 states had more cases of coronavirus in the last week 
than the week before. And 45 states had a higher rate of people testing positive, according to data from the COVID tracking project. Hospitalizations are also on the rise and have more than doubled since September 20th. Public health experts are also warning that with the increasingly cold weather, upcoming holiday gatherings and pandemic fatigue, December and January will be the worst months of the pandemic in the U.S. There is, of course, the good news that Pfizer's vaccine appears to be overwhelmingly effective and the federal government is ready to distribute a drug, bamlanivimab, after emergency authorization this week. The antibody appears to protect many people from getting seriously ill from the virus. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar said that some 80,000 doses are ready for distribution. They'll be allocated to states based on COVID-19 cases and hospitalization rates. Still, experts stress that vaccine progress and better treatments are not complete saviors. People need to keep wearing masks, washing hands, and practicing social distancing as cases surge. Wednesday is Veterans Day, the federal holiday when America celebrates those who served honorably in the military. The holiday began in 1919 as Armistice Day to celebrate the end of World War I, with President Woodrow Wilson deciding on November 11th. That date marks the date when Germany and the Allies signed a 1918 agreement to end World War I hostilities. And the fighting is said to have ended on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. The day became Veterans Day in 1954. This year, like most 2020 celebrations, it'll look a little different due to the COVID-19 pandemic. With cases back on the rise, lots of commemorations have been canceled or will be held virtually. And even parades are going virtual. Though there will be some in-person events that are socially distanced or by car only. Many government offices and schools will be closed. And some businesses are offering vets free meals, treats, and special discounts. For more, search Veterans Day on usatoday.com. President Donald Trump is expected to visit Arlington National Cemetery on Wednesday to mark Veterans Day. He's been laying low since last week, but according to the Wall Street Journal, he and First Lady Melania Trump will attend a ceremony where Trump will lay a wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. The visit comes after Trump faced allegations that he described America's war dead as losers and suckers, something he has strongly denied. The visit would be his first public appearance since the election was called for Joe Biden over the weekend. Country music stars will take the stage in Nashville on Wednesday night for the 54th annual CMA Awards. Due to the pandemic, artists and industry members will spread eight feet apart, though some artists tested positive for COVID-19 in the past few days and won't attend. The Country Music Association faced criticism last week when it said that one of the top reasons to watch this year's show was that it would contain no drama and just music, though the organization has since clarified and said it will welcome every artist's right to express themselves at the show. That comes days after one of the most contentious presidential elections in recent history. This year's show is co-hosted by Reba McIntyre and Darius Rucker, and you can tune in at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. Thanks for listening to 5 Things. You can subscribe for free and also rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen wherever you find your audio. Thanks as always to Claire Thornton for her work on the show. 5 Things is part of the USA Today Podcast Network.